Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to the Alonement Podcast, a podcast that celebrates alone time. It doesn't matter if you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. Alonement means valuing that all-important me time. I'm your host, journalist Francesca Spector. Each week, I ask a new guest about the time they spend by themselves and why it matters. Today, I'm so privileged to speak to the multi-talented radio and television presenter, Vic Hope, who was recently described as the new voice of a generation by the Sunday Times Style magazine. My alonement, the time when I feel powerful, strong, beautiful on my own, is when I travel on my own and I can take in brand new places and things that I've never seen before without having to articulate the way they make me feel to someone else. When I have the capacity to meet as many people as I want, but I also can just be by the sea and at one with the horizon. Vic Hope is a radio and television presenter best known for co-hosting the Capital Breakfast Show on Capital FM. She was also a contestant in the 16th series of Strictly Come Dancing in 2018. Earlier this summer, she announced two exciting new ventures. First, in television as the host of the new 4Music Back to Mind series. Then, last month, Vic announced that she was leaving Capital FM to join the team at BBC Radio 1. Vic Hope, welcome to the Alonement Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I was so excited to chat to you today. I wanted to kick off by asking how your lockdown has been. Obviously, we're a few months in now. Everything's easing up. (laughs) I mean, look, we all thought it was going to be three weeks. And I think it's been characterized by the uncertainty of what's going to happen, what's around the corner, what the future holds. Um, At three weeks... I think I realised it was going to be a longer stint and actually settled into it. I've really enjoyed it. I've loved lockdown. I feel like when you're not able to go out, you kind of, you look in, don't you? And it's been a time of reflection. It's been a time of relaxation, a relaxation that we often don't afford ourselves. I've actually... I've actually enjoyed not having the pressure to constantly be doing something. To, I mean, I've been working, but I've not been working myself to the ground. I've, I've, you know, been able to obviously 
connect with friends in so many ways, but I've not felt pressure on, say, a Friday night if I'm not doing something, telling myself or feeling guilty for not going out because you can't. And something about that has felt actually really liberating. It's weird that the, there's this sense of imprisonment because we're all stuck in our houses, but actually it's, it's felt like freedom in some ways. So I've quite enjoyed it. And I've really gotten into loads of stuff that I wouldn't have had time to do. I wouldn't have given myself the opportunity to do otherwise. So I've been working almost full time doing charity work, which I like, when would I have been able to do that before? I'm doing refugee casework and just getting into running and cooking and all this stuff that makes you feel good, that we, we so often just don't give ourselves the time or the space to feel good. And lockdown has been a, a difficult and frightening time in so many ways, but actually I've seen, I've, I've felt so many positives. The time and the space to feel good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true because it's always seen as a luxury, isn't it? That's the sort of, you know, that's the last thing after we, you know, we do all the things we have to do. And I, I saw um, I saw that your mother was teaching you to cook Nigerian food as well while you were in yeah. lockdown. Oh, my gosh. You know what? My brothers are brilliant at cooking and they have paid so much attention in the kitchen all through our lives. And I've... Uh, I guess I, I, maybe it's a laziness, maybe it's an apathy towards domesticity. I think more than anything, it's because I was constantly studying. I was very like head in books growing up and I didn't pay attention. And, and I just felt so bad. Like, why have I not connected with my heritage? Like Nigerian food is so big a part of our culture, of our family life, of our home life. Everything happens in the kitchen. And my brothers could cook Nigerian food and I couldn't and lockdown has been this perfect time so we've been doing these cook-alongs so my mum's on zoom and all my brothers who are all in different places are on zoom as well and she'll take us through step by step the recipe we're all making the same thing at the same time and I finally learned at the big big age of 30 how to make jollof rice how to make um stew like oxtail stew okra soup pepper soup um yam potage which is that these dishes like are my childhood and I'm so happy that now, as soon as my friends can come over for dinner parties, I'm going to be able to like give them a piece of where I'm from and where my parents from. And yeah, it's it's been really fun, like proper masterclasses. And also, they people really enjoy that. So I've been filming them for my Instagram, and obviously everyone else is in their home. I've had loads of people getting in touch, being like, "I've just made a jello rice as well. Here's the one I made." So it's <laughs> nice to be able to share that. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. You've become a sort of foodie influencer in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, which is not me at all. You know, what? I've taken Instagram in a completely different way. Like I, I never felt comfortable talking to my camera because it was just I think I might be the last generation of people for whom our camera is not like our phone is not an extension of our arm. Um, so I, I was never really into sharing too much about myself. It was all just for work. And during lockdown, there's been this heightened interactivity, this heightened sense of community because everyone is alone in their homes. Um, and actually, it's been this really brilliant platform to share, this really brilliant platform to educate one another and to talk to one another. And I've actually started just giving so much more of my life to the internet, which sounds really bad. <laughs> but it's actually been really nice and I've enjoyed interacting with people everywhere. So yeah, sharing this stuff on Instagram has been brilliant. And other people can then make Nigerian food too. And um, uh, on top of that as well, my grandma is very happy. My grandma in Nigeria, she's like, Victoria, why do you not cook Nigerian food? No one will marry you. And I, not that I necessarily want to get married, but at least she now thinks that there's a chance. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. And, and so do you think your decision not to do it? Yeah, do you think you were just sort of throwing those gender stereotypes out the window as well? Letting your brothers there's do probably... it? 
yeah, there's probably a bit of that in it. I'm, you know, I love that my brothers are amazing chefs. I love that they're brilliant in the in the kitchen. My brother Louis comes around and he he'll be like, oh, I know you've been working really hard. Let me just I'll, I'll cook you some meals. I'll even batch cook for you, make you some Tupperwares to put in the freezer. And I think a part of me deep down, because I'm so adamant that I that I don't need to uh, abide by these gender stereotypes, I've been like, yes, that's how it should be. But no, you know what? <laughs> food is food is food. Food is brilliant, and I love to eat, and I love to to be able to put on a feast for all my friends, all my family, and it it has nothing to do with gender. All it has to do with is um is being together, is togetherness and and enjoyment and deliciousness. Yes, yes. And there's something about, God, there's something about being sent home with a Tupperware as well. I think my friend did that to me the other day. She cooked me dinner and then sent me home with a couple of Tupperwares. And you're just like, wow, that love just extends. (laughs) Yes, nice. There is so much love in food. That's why it's so important. (laughs) I have loved cooking during lockdown. I think because because I'm single and when I was in a relationship, I cooked a lot more because you're cooking for two people um, a lot Mm. of the time. I cook whenever I've got friends over. I love having a dinner party, but... Since I've been single, which has been about, oh my God, it's getting towards four years. <gasps> four, no, three. I don't know. Anyway, quite a long time. Um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of got into a rhythm of not cooking so much. Just whatever is in the kitchen or whatever is in the fridge, I'll just have for dinner or I'll eat out or I'll get a Deliveroo because I don't really need to be making a big meal for just myself. So I just fell out of of, of cooking every night. And in lockdown, I've, I've, I found it to be a creative pursuit um as well as something that separates my daytime from my nighttime because you're in your own home working all day and if you don't have those boundaries you can either it can leak into your night and you're working too much or you actually don't start working because your whole house is just your whole house day and night there's no there's no workspace play space so it's been my way of kind of cutting off it's like if it gets to seven o'clock then you go to the kitchen and cook because you know then you're putting an end to your day you have a glass of wine whatever it is that kind of separates so that you have that perspective and that balance I'm like currently in my study that I'd never used this as a study before it was just my spare room that was full of shit but um when lockdown began I I knew I needed to create those physical boundaries as well instead of working in the kitchen so I, I built a desk and tidied it all up. I think a lot of people did this, like went through everything, um, put clothes that I don't wear anymore in, in bags ready to go to charity shops and basically created a sanctuary, created a space where I can do my work only. And I've got like all my recording equipment in here so I can do voiceovers, everything, do my articles and then make sure that when I close this door, that's the day done. And I and the kitchen is for me to to feel like I'm at home. Yeah, that's such a nice way of doing it. Because I think sometimes people think if you live alone, then, you know, it's great because you've just got the whole space to yourself, but you still have Mm -hmm. to sort of zone it, like psychologically. Completely, you're so right, yeah. I was really interested to um, ask you about being single and mm. living alone for the podcast because you're someone that you know I follow on Instagram and I I like to think of as sort of an alonement influencer and that you know for me because we see so much you know engagement content and like baby content and while that's really really lovely it's also just really cool to see someone so intelligent and gorgeous on social media and just like rocking the single life and you know that's why I just I love seeing your posts Thank you so much. It means a lot to hear that because I want other people to know that it's okay to be alone and being alone is powerful. Um, alonement influence. That's, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, I wrote an article, uh, like I think it was last year, 
um, about learning to love being alone because it's taken me a long time, as I think it, it does for, for a lot of people. But I'd never really been alone before. I, I grew up with three brothers in a household of six of us, um, went to uni, obviously lived in halls with loads of friends and then went to live in Argentina and I lived again in a house show of loads of people and then I lived in a house show with two of my best friends two of my best girlfriends for six years um, and I had boyfriends at the time I had like a six-year relationship followed by a four-year relationship with no gap in between so 10 years of being in a relationship basically my whole adult life I was with someone and I didn't know who I was on my own and I guess I was quite frightened of that um, so three years ago when I broke up or whatever it was we've established I don't know how long it, I've been single but <laughs> that's okay um, when we broke up when me and Tom broke up I um, I worked so hard that year I just I wanted I wanted to, I guess in my mind I was like yeah, I need I want to make something of myself I care so deeply about my career and and becoming successful and telling stories and uh, you know all the reasons that you become a broadcaster so I just worked myself to the ground I took three days off all year like I'm including weekend. Like I didn't even have weekends. Three days. And I, oh my gosh. Yeah, I worked and worked and worked. So I did a, a weekend radio show, and then that turned into um, a breakfast show. And I was going abroad to to do shows. Like it was, and then I did, you know, I did the Voice, I did the Carnage, I did Strictly. All of these things are just so go 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 go. And I think a part of that was me plugging up the time to not think about being alone because I could. I was never alone because I was working all the time. And I think as much as it was, yeah, I was trying to further my career. I was also trying not to ever be on my own because I was scared because I didn't know how to do it I'd not been an adult on my own yet in my life and um when I had basically a bit of a breakdown of a burnout um towards the end of the year basically as soon as Strictly finished and I was like oh what do I do now I, I burnt out and my mum said I remember I was like lying in my mum's arms she'd come down to London she was like you're not okay <laughs> she'd come down oh. to London I remember lying in her arms she was stroking my head she was like Darling, I think it's because you, you've never been on your own and you're not letting yourself. You don't need to chase anything anymore. You just need to stop and take stock of what it feels like to be alone and enjoy it. And I had never thought about that. So I decided to like, like really investigate what it meant to be on my own and why I was so scared of it and why it wasn't necessarily a negative thing. And I took myself off on... Um, a yoga retreat <laughs> to Malaysia <laughs> solo and I actually used to love traveling solo and because I'd been in relation for 10 years I just hadn't done it for 10 years and I re remembered again I remember getting off the plane in Malaysia in, in Kuala Lumpur and having that feeling you know when you you know when you get off off a plane and the air hits you and you get into a taxi or a bus or a train or whatever and you go to wherever it is you're going and everything that you look at you're seeing it for the first time ever because you're in a brand new country and you feel like a baby who's just been born. You know those babies that they're looking around because they've never seen that thing ever before in their life. And it's such an overwhelming feeling, a feeling that's filled with passion and excitement. And it's heightened by the fact that when you're on your own, you don't have to vocalise that. You don't have to turn to someone and go, wow, look at that, how amazing is that? Oh my God, that's so cool. You don't have to articulate anything. You can just feel it. And it's like a fire that starts burning inside of you and it, it was that point where I remembered what it felt like to to be so full of joy but also peace and be on my own and for being on my own to be the source of that joy and that peace 
And that was kind of the beginning of that, like, realizing that it's a great thing. And I had this amazing trip. I went, um, yeah, I went on a yoga retreat. And then after that, the next year, I was like, you know what? Look after yourself. You don't need to always be doing. I said to my agent, I'm going to take a couple more holidays than I'm used to this year because I just want to feel that way again and I want to feel alive. So I went to Mexico on my own. I went to Morocco on my own. I went to Ibiza on my own. And then my friends wow. joined me for a bit. And yeah, I just took... I took all these trips so that I could feel that. And then once you feel that, you you know how to harness it. And I learned to just take that feeling. And I'm not always going to be on holiday. Obviously, and obviously this year, we're never on holiday because we had a lockdown. But I'm so glad that I know how to feel that way. And you can remember it. And then, and then you can just apply it to being in your flat. It's that fire and that love of your own company. Because you are enough. And actually, people will come and go. Boyfriends will come and go. Girlfriends will come and go. Um, family members will come and go. People will die. Um, but at the end of the day, all you've got is yourself. You're born alone. You'll die alone. So you've got to get comfortable with being on your own. And now, where my flat... So during that that time of, of franticness, I'd moved out. My friends had bought houses. And I moved into my own place for the first time. I think that was also why I was working so hard was because I didn't want to be on my own in my flat so I was never in my flat and now I just love my flat it's my sanctuary it's my haven I've made it exactly how I want it to be and I look Mm. forward to those moments when I'm just here on my own and 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 it feels good I dance around my flat on my own I do yoga in my flat on my own and it's cool and there's no one else here to to make me feel like I'm walking on eggshells that they don't have the space the time and um I love it sorry I've just completely rambled there (laughs) I love how, so I love what you said about, you know, feeling that, that feeling of, you know, like when you're a baby and you're looking around and you have that sort of reverie and, you know, it's so funny because it's something that is, you know, it does come back to childhood. It is that instinctive wonder and curiosity that comes from you. And do you think that that's something that we maybe, we maybe unlearn through, that, you know, you'd unlearn through your life of being surrounded by people all the time. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think we were trained to become desensitized to the wonder of the world and that sense of wonderment that we have the capacity to to stimulate inside of ourselves is so brilliant. Like, isn't it awesome that, that we can feel these things? And granted, like, as human beings, we always manage to find seven again so if you have like a scale of feeling really really rubbish at zero and like just so amazing like new relationship new job kind of is 10 and the breakup Mm. is one like even after a breakup we find seven again even after a new relationship or a new job we find seven again like we always come back to this sort of I'm all right but being able to feel those like heightened moments allowing ourselves to it's almost like we're trained not to I don't know why. I guess, uh, I, I guess, it, I, I don't know. What do you think? Like, we, we don't ever want to seem too keen. I don't know if it's because it's not cool or it's because we know um, acutely that we're going to be brought back down again and we're scared of the, the, the plummet. So we avoid the ascension. I don't know. But whatever it is, we, we often don't live in the present, in that present moment of wonderment, of joy. And... I think we should because life's too short not to because you don't know when you're going to have a bad day again. I've been saying this all through lockdown is that some days you wake up and you just feel shit, don't you? Like some days it's just so hard and it's got nothing to do with anything. It's just chemical imbalance in your brain and this overwhelming anxiety inducing situation that we've all been put into that we never saw coming. And then some days you feel great. You feel fine. The world looks nice. The sun is shining. And I guess you have to know, you have to take stock of the fact that 
when you're having a good day, you have to know that this is a good day and there will be a bad one. But when you're having a bad day, equally, you have to know that, yeah, this is just a bad day, but there will be a good one. So maybe that's what desensitizes us to the brilliance. But my advice to anyone is try and revel in that brilliance because it's pretty cool that we get to feel it. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And I, I hadn't heard that idea before about always returning to seven. Yeah, I don't know what I read it. I think it was like, this, I forget her name, but there's this brilliant um, columnist who used to work for Man Repeller. Do you know the publication? She now yes. she does like freelance. I'll get her name for, for you at some point. But I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, she did. Um, And I'll, I actually probably have a link to the newsletter that she did. And it was this really great piece about us always it's like the hedonism scale or something about us always finding our seven again and that's not necessarily a bad thing because going up and down too much as you know is exhausting and it's not necessarily good for you but I would say that we should enjoy the good times <laughs> it sounds so cliched yeah. and so lame no, but that's we should. So good. and I think so does that is that the case you know I think that a lot of us like to think that you know having certain life stages you know getting finding the right relationship or you know whatever mm. will kind of give us this more you know stable sort of higher happiness um you know in your experience as someone who's been in a decade of relationships yeah. to back to back would you say you're happier in or out of them or would you say you know would you always reach that seven anyway I would say in those relationships I had moments of 10 out of those relationships I've had moments of 10 in those relationships I've had moments of zero and out of them so I have as well so it it's not about being in a relationship or not it's it's about what's inside of me hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, as a as an individual, what I would say is that I didn't I didn't take enough time to work on myself when I was in relationships because I thought that we'd kind of just had it made. Like, I guess our society tells us that that is what we should strive for. Like there is so much social value placed on um, settling down, um, meeting someone, marrying them having a child and they are beautiful brilliant things but there are also other things that you can be doing that are equally beautiful and brilliant and um I think that no partner should be part of your cake if you know what I mean like you need to be the whole cake you need to have all the ingredients already and then they can be the cherry on top so you were cool you were delicious without them and I wasn't the whole cake when I was in those relationships I still had a lot to work on um a, a lot of like working out my you know when you struggle everyone struggles with their identity grappling for who it is that they are what it is that they want what what their voice is what they stand for um where they belong who they want to become and I hadn't really found that yet and I guess I probably still haven't it's going to be an ongoing journey probably for the rest of my life but I wasn't always in a great place and I kind of just thought that I could make myself whole by having another half and you can't you need to you need to be two holes who are just dancing together um so yeah I guess I feel better now but that's not because of them it's nothing to do with them it's to do with me um and then there's times when I I would really love to have a boyfriend but um I've not met anyone yet who I'd rather spend time with than myself (laughs) god that sounds so bad (laughs) no you know what I have I've met some brilliant people I've have but it's just not being the right time and it's not um always worked out or they or they've not been in the right place they've not wanted you've got to be you need for a relationship you need you need parity you need to be on the same page you need to want the same things and feel the same way be able to see eye to eye um and that's not happened yet but I'm not I don't think that looking for it is the answer um and I'm pretty I'm pretty cool on my own to be honest but um yeah I wouldn't say I was happier in or out I'm just happy with myself now than I was before yeah that's really well put. And so, you know, you've reached this stage where you've overcome this fear of spending time alone. Mm-hmm. Would you say, do you still experience feelings of loneliness as well? Is that something you you still kind of have that side of the coin? Yes, 100%. I think everyone does. Um, I, yeah, I think I've got pretty good at being on my own and finding power in that and loving that. But we all have down days. And there's been times during lockdown I've been in tears I've been sobbing like just like why am I alone like why don't I have someone like am I unlovable like why can't why can't I make something work because I just wish I had someone here to hug me like I just want I just want touch you know you Mm. it's not even about it's not even about sex it's not even about settling down and starting um a, a future together it's sometimes it's just like it's been a long time since someone has hugged me so tightly because they love me, um, apart from 
a family member. And even then it's been a long time because of coronavirus. <laughs> um, and that's a very unique feeling and one that I do I do sometimes miss. There'll be moments when it just hits you. And it's sometimes just because you're having a down day um, or because you need someone to do up your dress. <laughs> you like you can't reach the zip and it just hits you that you're you're very much alone and that aloneness becomes loneliness which is a different thing um but it doesn't happen too often you know what it is it's because I do because I I love meeting new people and I love I I really enjoy dating when it's a when it's good and um it's sometimes it's just you do a bit of dating and it's bad dating and then that it hits you then because you, you you're in that mindset of relationship making and it's just not happening um but I I I I just think that now is probably not the the best time to be looking well I don't think look I don't think any time is a good time the best relationships I've had have always hit me out of nowhere like a ton of bricks (laughs) like and you didn't expect them you didn't see it coming um but uh, yeah we'll see what happens I'm not looking for anything yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a very very old time. And would you are you familiar with the theory of love languages? No. Okay, so um, the idea is that we all have different ways that we give and receive love in a mm-hmm. nutshell, and they, they include uh, physical touch, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and words of affirmation. So, I mean, I was going to ask, do you think physical touch is your sort of your love language, your main? way of showing and receiving love depends who it is <laughs> depends who it's with um yeah what was so there was affirm- sorry can you go through them again because yeah. this is really interesting I, I don't know why I didn't know this and I, I really <laughs> should I write these down I'm gonna write them down <laughs> sorry I know that's really weird I'm just gonna write them down I'm going to link you after this as well. It's Perfect. a guy called Gary Gary Chapman. And um, so his theory is love languages. And that, yeah. yeah. And it's quite nice because it can be romantic or platonic yeah. or whatever. Um, so, yeah. So words of affirmation. So people that, you know, like to be told, you know, what they mean to one another. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know. don't, I don't think I have that. Well, I would <laughs> like it, but I just can't take it when someone tells me. And I definitely can't give it either. I, I find it so hard to tell someone how I feel. Like, I just... I just even in the best relationships it's all I, I guess it's like a defense mechanism isn't it you're prote- protecting yourself because you don't want to then not receive it back so mm. and, and feel stupid and feel like you've given too much of yourself and then it's there yeah. to be like trampled on so that's not my love language although I wish it would be because that would be so much clearer wouldn't it <laughs> maybe mm. but then you know some people say talk is cheap who knows mm. uh, what else so there's gifts so like Gifts. thoughtful gifts sort of thing that's not um no, that's not my okay. language at all okay so we've got <laughs> i'm learning I, a lot I, about I, yeah. you I, yeah i don't i don't i don't i'm not really that into i, I like giving gifts i don't and obviously receiving gifts is nice but in relationships it's we've never it's never really been a central focus like doing things together like gifts that are um i guess experiences and stuff but no, I'm not, not really, I think I was, in, in our family, we never really did Christmas, so, because it, it's, it's, we just went back to Nigeria, and it's very different traditions there, so, um, gifts giving and receiving has been a little bit of an alien, we had birthdays, but it's a bit of an alien concept to me, it's not one that I'm hugely, like, familiar with, yeah. Okay. But of, like, physical gifts, anyway. Yeah. Okay, so maybe the next one, so the next one is acts of service, so I guess that can be stuff like cooking, or that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I love doing things for 
for for people and when people yeah I think acts of service that could that could be high up on my my love language (laughs) and I like doing like little things where you've remembered something that they've said and then giving them a note like me and exes always were into like writing letters for each other and stuff and like leaving each other kind of not they're not gifts per se it's more about the the thought behind them um little mementos of our time together or something lots of it's always every relationship I have there's always loads of inside jokes that will like heart back to in some kind of gesture or other so definitely acts of service seems like a very yeah a very likely one that could be my language of love what was okay. next <laughs> well <laughs> this is brilliant so we've got okay we've got two more we've got quality time which yes. yeah just give me that un- give me that please <laughs> really really okay so but living alone and getting having got gotten used to that would you be able to have someone around all the time oh not all the time just quality time quality so, time okay this is this is something that I really um this is probably one of the reasons past relationships have broken down is that um I like I like to have some time and space to myself and then you know really nice time with them whereas they have been quite into this sort of nesting type type setup where you're just always around each other and just could be watching tv and um yeah I don't I don't know maybe it's just maybe it's just because I was a bit too young to want to nest I wasn't ready but I like it when there's some really special time set aside hmm yeah that's that's interesting yeah um especially you know I've seen uh quite a few people getting into uh turbo relationships at the moment where you know that we kind of they've thought okay we need to you know you sort of have to stay with the same person or mm. you know with couples moving in together because of lockdown yeah after um, like two days where it's, yeah well yeah I mean I've heard these stories and it's yeah same yeah <laughs> it's mad, isn't it but it makes sense, I guess. It's hard when you have that really exciting honeymoon period at the beginning of a relationship. If that's going to be curtailed by a global pandemic, what do you do? And a lot of people made rash decisions, which actually sometimes have turned into really gorgeous relationships and sometimes absolutely have not. Um, yeah. But it's all, it's, I don't think we should ever see this as a, a stop down moment. It's, um, it's a chapter. It's its own chapter. This whole thing has been its own chapter that's characterized by so many different experiences for so many different people and it's all Mm. everything that happens no matter how good or how bad is experience and it's a story and it's something to learn from and grow from so I try never to to see anything as purely negative ever there's always a positive and it's like a it's an act of self-care and therapy to look for the positives in everything and sometimes I will sit down and literally just write out okay this has happened it's like a thought diary like this has happened what's the positive in it and what can we learn from it that's such a great mindset as well um so okay so anyone it's taken me a long time a long time (laughs) (laughs) no it's great and uh, you know so anyone anyone listening who has been in you know one of those turbo relationships I think it's you know it can go you know uh, yeah worst case scenario you learn from it and that's Mm -hmm. you know that's positive and you learn about other people as well as yourself Um, Because you're going to come across so many people in life and everyone is different, but everyone feels a lot of the same things. So I I guess understand. So I learned a word recently, um, sonder, which is the realization that every single person's life is as complex and vivid and beautiful as your own. And it sometimes it just hits you. Like I'll be looking out the window. I I can I look out over the the train tracks um, in Dolston and Mm. sometimes you the train go by and there's like tons and tons of people on it 
and you just think you have a moment of sonder like you have a moment where you realize that all these people like have hopes and dreams and fears and loved ones and heartbreaks and all the things that you feel so intensely they felt them intensely too like it's mad to feel that, that there's so much feeling like just bristling inside a train carriage so much and every one of those people was born and will die and they have this vivid complex life in the middle so appreciating that that that's happening you never know what's going on in someone's head at any given time and I think relationships with different people teach us that um like nothing else because so often we're on different pages and we don't know what's going on and it's because they've got their own life too and we've got to remember that yeah that's beautiful and I think having that kind of perspective I think is that a good way to transcend loneliness if you're living by yourself and you know you watch a train going past and you know that there's so much life elsewhere there's that sort of connection yeah I mean you can feel lonely in a room full of people um and you can feel so content completely on your own but I think realizing that we're all of these souls just intermingling passing each other by it does help put things in perspective and realize that we're all alone if you know what I mean like we're you're not alone because look at how many different people there are all the time but also every single one of them is is its own unit Mm. um I guess the word like the word alone it's like it's solo isn't it it means you're you're a unit you're you're one but it also means unique so there is there is there is you alone (laughs) who is anything like you um so in that respect, it's it's a word that holds so much power. You alone know what you know, feel what you feel. But then look how many of you are alone um, everywhere. Yeah, and that, you know, it gives that sort of positive, that positivity. You know, yeah, you are, you know, like you are alone. You are unique. You are one of a kind. And that, you know, that's yeah, and that's lovely. That's actually I've never thought about the word alone as being, you know, that uniqueness. But I think that's yeah. A lone diamond. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, so coming to um, the term alonement, which is a word I, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think that you really made me think differently about the word alone now. But so I, when I, uh, when I created the word alonement, it was to give another side of being alone because often we say alone, and that can be quite neutral. And, you know, we say loneliness, which obviously is a bad state. So mm. alonement is the idea that time alone can be good and ca- can be that quality time. So I wanted to ask you, what, what, is, what is your alonement? My alonement, um, the time when I feel powerful, strong, beautiful on my own is when I travel on my own and I can take in brand new places and things that I've never seen before without having to articulate the way they make me feel to someone else um when I have the capacity to meet as many people as I want but I also can just be by the sea and at one with like the horizon, this sounds so cliche, like at one with the horizon and look out and know that the world is vast and I am as small as any other person, but I'm still here and I can still feel. But then equally my alone is when I wake up in the morning and every single morning I put on a fucking awesome pop chong, 
maybe like a bit of Lizzo, maybe some Ariana, maybe some Robin, maybe some Gaga, maybe some Motown. And I, one song, one song only. And I just dance around my flat. Like, and I just dance around my flat. Like no one's watching because no one's watching. Cause I'm on my own. And how great is that? Cause I wouldn't do it if there was someone else there. I don't think I'd be able to. And I just feel this immense joy and gratitude for being alive because I can do that. If I'm doing some cleaning, some brushing, I use the brush as like a microphone. I just dance like crazy and it feels so good. And no matter how shit I'm feeling that week, that day, things are going wrong. I know that those three minutes of that track, I just feel pure and adulterated joy. And I will always have that. No one can take that away from me. Um, that's my alonement. Wow. I just, you are the, you are the heroine of a rom-com, you know, that, (laughs) that's how, that's how movies start. (laughs) God, imagine, imagine, where is he? Ah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, it's brilliant. Um, Okay, yeah, maybe not a rom-com, maybe just, you know what, there is not a genre for just women outside of a rom-com. I well, it, I mean, it can be because loving yourself is a type of love. There's, so one of the songs that I, I love dancing to the most is Soulmate by Lizzo, where she's like, yeah. I'm my own soulmate. Real love is what happens when you love yourself. Um, it's so true. Once you realise that, and it takes so long to realise that, but once you do, because people say it and you're like, yeah, 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 cool. Easier said than done. Once you realise that, like no one can take that away from you because it's inside of you. There's nothing anyone can do about that. You've got, you've got, it, you've got yourself um, and anyone else. It's the cherry on top, but I'm my own Victoria Sponge. <laughs> oh, love that! And you know what? Um, so I was watching this Netflix uh, original rom com a, a few months ago, and it stars Rebel Wilson. It's called Isn't It Romantic? Okay. Um, and okay, so at the towards the end, she realizes that she doesn't want to marry the guy, so she gets in the marriage car by herself, and then. <laughs> She marries herself. It's amazing. <laughs> drives off into the sunset. <laughs> and, and, and then she gets together with the guy. But, you know, it's, it's okay, a nice fine. image. <laughs> but, yeah. you know what? Sometimes you just need that bit of time to get okay with yourself. And then you can go back. Like, you know, that person, if they're right for you, they'll still be there. And, mm. th- and the timing might be right because you have become the person that you need to be. Once you, once you love yourself, oh, and again, we've heard this so many times. You, how can you expect someone to love you if you don't love yourself? Once you get to that point then the bond that you have will be based on something so much stronger with so much stronger foundations because those foundations are you. Um, mm. but sometimes you just need to wait. It's true. You know what? I never I never even believed it as well. You know, you hear these things for years. Mm. You're like, oh, cliche, cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll get to the self-love part. And yeah. it's such, it's so foundational. Yeah, Definitely. I think the type of relationships that you have once you feel that way are, are completely different. Um, I mean, obviously, I say this as though I have any relationship has ended well. It hasn't, obviously, because I'm, I'm single. But, <laughs> but I'm, but I'm okay, and they're okay, and that's. I think that's what matters is that you can then come. It means that you, whatever happens, you can come out of it, and you've still got yourself. You're still going to be yeah. okay because not everything lasts. Not everything works out. Everything ends. In fact, everything ends. Everything ends. And do you think that you approach dating differently now that you have that alone time that you can love yeah I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing I'm definitely more um picky is not the word but if I if I I think I there's a a lot more of 
me kind of giving people or things situations a chance even though they're clearly not right um back when I just wanted someone I just wanted someone to be with whereas now I guess if it's not right it's not right I'll move on because I don't need a relationship for relationship's sake Vix, thank you so much. This has been such an interesting chat. And I've, I feel you. like I've learned so much during this conversation. I've I really enjoyed it. It's, um, yeah, it's, there couldn't be a better time to be talking about alignment. Um, and I just want to encourage everyone to be comfortable in their own skin and to love themselves and feel joy and feel power and feel peace and feel freedom. So, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Alonement Podcast. If you liked this episode, please do rate, review or subscribe. It makes a big difference to helping other people find us. Until next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.